Okay, this week we are we are we are starting over. <laughs> okay, so this week we are continuing Spooky Month, and we're diving into a uh, a horror classic um, that is Poltergeist, a film that explores um, ghosts and supernatural events and being kidnapped by a ghost and crazy toy clowns but also plays on our childhood fears and um you know suburbia and the hidden secrets of suburbia if you will those are the kind of the themes and grief and you know parenthood and things like that i think uh but also it's a surprisingly well-made film with uh, it's a very you know, we have a famous director who produced it, and his fingerprints are all over it as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm very excited to talk about it, Zach. Well, Hunter, I'm excited to talk about it, too. However, I need to ask you a question. So I'm going mm-hmm. to ask you this question. But is Poltergeist good? Let's find out all right let's do it but is it good podcast yeah 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 hey hey what you doing and how's uh, how's life oh is life good i uh, just chilling just yeah. what you doing i'm sipping on my espresso oh cool so I guess let's just get this out of the way. What are you sipping on? Tea? Mint. Mint tea. Um, you, so let's just let's get this out of the way right now. You can't see me still, right? Um, correct. Yeah. Okay. So this would be fun. So my Wi-Fi sucks. So the platform that we're using is kind of slow on my end. So Zach cannot see me. So I can do whatever the hell I want to. You could be butt naked. Cooking bacon right now, and I, I could. I'd have no. I might be you able to hear no, it actually. But, you have no uh, idea. Welcome to the Butt Is a Good Podcast. <laughs> anyway, um, I am your host. I, yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry. I'm your host Hunter Callahan, and I am your host Zach Olson. <coughs> Hunter's butt naked cooking bacon. That's right. As far as I know. As far as up. you know. Yeah. As far I as can, I know, I can see you, Zach, and you, in fact, are butt naked cooking bacon. I am not. <laughs> I'm sitting here clothed, um, sipping on tea. Yes. Uh, real quick, before we jump in, Zach, how's life? How, how's, how's your week? How's your weekend? W- which do you want to hear about? I'm only going to tell you about one. How's life? Oh, life is, I mean, I'm alive. Yeah, we're here. We made it. Damn, now I'm really curious about how your weekend was. I'll never know. Oh, shit. Damn it. How was... <laughs> How was your week, not your weekend? I don't give a fuck about your weekend. I actually am going to talk about my weekend because it has to do with movies, but my week was fine. Um, it was good. I have a very busy week coming up, a lot of shows um, and rehearsals and stuff. But my weekend, guess what I did last night, Zach? Real quick. I know we're going off on tangent, but real quick, I have to talk about it. You came to a movie theater that's like two miles away from me and then didn't come see me, and you saw uh, Taylor Swift's Eras Tour movie. I did. Me and Hannah had a date night. Went to Nina and Rafi's, actually, which is so w- good. Without me? Well, you know, I said we have a, a date night, 
So that implies that it's, you know, I'm sorry. I w- it w- won't happen again. I'll never go on a date with my wife again. I'll just, I'll always. Every bicycle it. could use a third wheel. Every <laughs> single. I mean. Then it'd be a tricycle. More stable. <sighs> More stable relationship <laughs> if you bring me along. See. You want to salvage that. your marriage? <laughs> bring, bring me on all your dates. It's in shambles. Ever since I started doing this godforsaken <laughs> podcast, um, that's funny. No, we went up to our old stopping grounds where, and it's your current stopping grounds. Um, I miss it dearly, but went up to Nina Rafi's and then finally went to see a, a, a movie at Madison Yards, um, and it was the probably the most unique theater experience I've ever had. We saw Taylor Swift's Eras Tour. And I've never seen a f- like a concert film in theaters before. And so mm-hmm. we were going in and I was like, I'm not sure what this is going to be like. Are we going to, do we dance? Do we sing along? Do we clap? Or do I just watch the film? You know what did I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did did you really I d- have those thoughts? Because I would go I'm into serious. a movie theater and think I'm watching a movie I will not disturb other people. I'm serious. I had those thoughts. And uh, we did all three, actually. At first, it was pretty subdued. Okay, like it was pretty just like, oh, cool. We were kind of bobbing along, singing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the theater at Madison Yards, as you know this, has a bar. And so a group in down in, like on the front rows, we were like three or four rows back up on the like auditorium seating. Uh, they had some drinks. They were feeling good. They started getting up, dancing. And then everybody, but by the end of it, they were down on the floor in front of the screen, like seven or eight people just in a group, just dancing, yelling, mm-hmm. singing. And we were singing along, dancing in our seats. The only time I will say that I got annoyed was that at some point in the concert, everyone did their phone lights or whatever. <laughs> well, and, and then you can't see the screen. Like, well, I'm saying like, no, 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 <laughs> like, 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 like in the concert, in the concert. Oh, happened. okay. But okay. then people did it. In the theater, we, right? Yeah, that's and what people I behind you were us, and yeah, and I was like, "That's annoying. That's I don't like that." So yeah, that was the, the f- only. Who time. the fuck are you doing that for? <laughs> like, I understand time. like vibing and like dancing and singing, but who are you shining your light for? Well, that's the Taylor's thing. Taylor's not there. After every song, I was I looked ahead. I was like, "Do we clap? Do we <laughs> do we clap for?" <laughs> okay. Oh goodness! That was fun. I I, I don't. I don't I've seen videos of of people like big vibing like going crazy on the floor right in front of the screen uh girls like crawling on the ground crying like get intense stuff uh I don't have a problem with this until you do it at the theater right next to me when I'm trying to watch Killers of the Flower Moon this week yeah. in which case uh you just better be able to run faster than me, because <laughs> if you if you disturb my movie viewing experience, you're gonna catch these hands. Well, it was funny because there were some people like there was a couple girls who were like dressed up, and then um, there was like a choo choo train line, mm-hmm. m- whatever that that you know mama line, whatever. A choo choo train line, I like that. Well, he, yeah, well yeah. like he came up and he was like, "We're doing a train." This guy came up like three child. He's like, "We're doing a train. Come on." And he In the better. theater. He was like, you better get your fucking asses up and dance, you bitches. <laughs> In the theater? I'm, yeah, I'm not even kidding. He yelled that. And it was funny because there was like, 
there were things that like I guess you do at the concerts that I didn't know you did. Like on the song Delicate, great song. The same for the best. You know, there's a part. You don't where need it's to like, fucking sing it. Just get no. To I'm the saying. Point. I'm saying. There's a thing where it goes like, uh, he must like you for me. And then people go one, two, three. Let's go, bitch. And I didn't know that that was a thing. And the entire theater screamed it. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> it was wild. It was unique. Anyway, that was my. Did it change your life? No. Was I would have loved. I would have loved to have gone to the show, but this was, I mean, it was, it was good. It was cool. It was really fun to see. Would you nominate it for a golden good? <laughs> no. <laughs> then why are we talking about it for 10 minutes? Uh, we haven't been talking about it for 10 minutes. It's been about two minutes. Well, two <laughs> minutes of my life that I'll never get back, bitch. One, like two, three, let's go, <laughs> bitch. Let's talk about this movie. All right. Um, Zach, do you want to go first? It's my episode, so I'm going to make you go first. Poltergeist. Okay. Poltergeist. I'm sorry, dude. I have a lot of energy. You better keep up. I'm keeping up. Look at me keeping up. <laughs> Can you still not see me? No, I can't see any. I can't see shit. I'm just looking at me doing like a Polly D thing. That's his name, right? From Jersey Shore. Yeah. Cabs are here. Okay, Zach, your first reaction. For Poltergeist. For Poltergeist. Gosh. Okay. Um, so... Before I looked it up and confirmed my suspicion, I had a suspicion that this was a uh, Steven Spielberg film in all of its essence, minus the fact that he didn't direct it. And I was correct. So he, he uh, the, it's based on his story. He was one of the three... Uh, co-writers of the screenplay and he was like a producer he, he was on set a lot um and the reason for that we can we can talk about this is because he uh was contractually obligated to be working on et and he couldn't be working on two films at the same time anyways all that to say this has a very stark steven spielberg footprint uh it, it's just I I love this film. It's it's great. So you know you've got like three acts, three act play. You know, and the first act does a really good job of just like setting up like eighties family, like relatable family smoking weed after the kids go to bed. You know, <laughs> ha ha ha. Um, and then it starts to get spooky, and then it gets downright scary in my opinion. Even like to this day, uh, like yeah, there are things in this. I'm terrified of clowns. Probably in large oh, part yeah. because of this movie, you oh, know. Yeah. Um, I I will say that there were some things that were different than how I remember, and I was texting you about this, and I think there are some things that you remember differently as well. Um, but yeah, this is just a a, a banger, you know, <laughs> straight banger. I do know. Is it my turn? It's your turn. Sick. Uh, I'd have to agree with a lot of that. You know what's funny? This movie, w- I was definitely in like Mandela effect affected about okay. something, about things in this movie, because I even remembered the clown scene differently. Same. I also and remembered I w- the clown scene differently. Yeah. And I was like, where have I seen, like, what have I seen with this? Um, I saw this movie a long time ago for the first time when I was like a, a, a pretty young kid. Uh 
in the era when I kind of started discovering movies, like scary movies, you know, like I saw The Exorcist, which scarred me for life, and then saw things like Halloween, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I saw this before I really recognized what it was or who was involved with it, like Spielberg and stuff. And what's funny is that I remembered this movie as sort of goofy. When I thought about it, I was like, oh, this is kind of a silly movie. And then when I watched it, I was like, this is a great movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is silly. Like, the, yes. especially the first third is, is silly. Yeah. But I think it works. But I also don't even mean the content. I remember just being like a silly little horror movie. But when I watch this movie uh, now. I, I see. I even mean like technically, I was like, this is a this is a meticulously made film. Yeah, and dude. then I did not realize until watching it just the other night that it was a Spielberg movie. I literally didn't didn't know, and now like watching it as I watched it, I was like, "Of course it is. This has got Spielberg written all over it." Sure, you know what I mean. Like I know he didn't direct it, but um, it just was. I really, I mean, really blew me away. It it, it really did, and I think, yeah, it's it's not silly. It's got some punch. Um. I, yeah, I think it's great. I really do. Like this is, this has been a lot of fun because this is substantially better than I remember it being. Good. I'm glad. You know what I mean? Like I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I can, I can hold it there, and we can do movie in a minute. Okay. Okay. Um, Zach, can you please, uh, just let everybody know what this is, like what I'm about to do, this task that I'm about to partake in. Okay, so look at me in the fucking eyes right now. <laughs> this is going I, I on am. this is going on Instagram. So okay. that anyone who doesn't know what movie in a minute is, you're gonna find out right now. Mm-hmm. Right now. <laughs> so movie in a minute, Hunter has sixty seconds to talk about this movie in its entirety. He's gonna name all the actors, the characters that they play, all the scenes, the name of every single Skeleton, like the the corpse, everything. The backstory. The backstory. It's gonna be the best. You haven't even seen ghosts. Like he's gonna talk about. He's gonna be talking about ghosts. He's gonna be talking about movies. He's got sixty seconds to do it. Are you gonna keep that framing the entire time? (laughs) What framing, (laughs) Hunter? I can't blink. (laughs) Oh no, Hunter. I'm trapped in the gaze of the camera. You're trapped in your own in in your own blue eyes. I'm looking at the camera. I'm not looking at my blue eyes. Oh no, this is making me uncomfortable. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best while you're staring. <laughs> All right, I gotta get a nice nice poof in my hair. To I'm not gonna look at you because you're gonna distract me. Here we go. <laughs> oh, he's back. He's back. back. All right, uh, this is um, Poltergeist in th- in one minute. In three, you almost said thirty seconds. Didn't I you? almost I didn't know what I was gonna say. In three, two, one, go. Okay, so it's the eighties. We got a family, you know, mom, dad, three kids, uh, and they're just chilling in suburbia. You know, they're just working, you know, doing whatever. TV. It's after midnight, TV goes to static. 
Uh, this little girl, Carol Ann, thinks that she hears voices in the TV. She's talking to him. Uh, the next day, it happens again. There's an earthquake. And then they wake up, and she's like, they're here. Uh, then weird stuff starts to happen. Stuff starts to move. People are like, oh, there's a ghost or whatever. Anyway, uh, things go crazy. Carol Ann gets kidnapped by the ghost. She gets sucked into the closet. There's a giant tornado. Things go nuts. Uh, they call in this medium to investigate this, this, this team. It's like angry spirits. They call in this other lady, this little short little lady, and she's like, you know, she has this little voice anyway. Uh, they have to get Caroline back from the from, from, from the ghost. They do, but they think it's all good. But just kidding, the house goes crazy. Um, the clown attacks the boy, and then they come back. It's because there was on uh, an old cemetery, then they escape. Yep. I was doing really good, and I looked down, and I had 10 seconds, and so I kind of went off the rails there. But hey, that was perfect. Mm-hmm. All right, Zach. Good. Let's really do this good. thing. Let's do this thing. All right. <laughs> I was going to wait and see how long we go without saying oh. anything. What if we did that? What if we just said, let's start, and then just recorded like an hour of silence? And and then just at the end, no no. But and like then at 40, the end, at the end, we said like minutes in, we both just like ate a hot dog, and so you could just like hear something, <laughs> and, then and then put it, it on display. <laughs> it's like a Andy Warhol thing. You remember when he ate the burger, and it was art. No. Nope. You haven't seen Andy Warhol eating a ham a cheeseburger? No. Should I Google I it real fast? I think that's what it's called, Andy Warhol eating a cheeseburger. But then, like at the end of the hour, we should just be like, "Hey, is it good?" And we'll just answer and be like, "Yeah." Yep. Eating a hamburger. Yeah, this Eating is a, a thing. Eating a hamburger. It's four minutes and 28 seconds, and he's just eating a hamburger. You don't have to watch it, but it's art. Man. What a what a mind. We should, we should do that. We should do that and, like, put it on the Internet, and people might get the reference. Be like, oh, they're cool. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, Poltergeist. So the movie starts with, um, well, you you were saying there's like three acts, right? As yeah, I mean, I th- I think there there are three acts to this film. I would I would agree with you. Uh, what do you think the first act is, Zach? So the first act is uh, introducing us to the setting we are in. Uh, 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 how they pronounce it is like Cuesta Verde. <laughs> this little suburban... Cuesta uh, Verde. Th- this little suburban development of houses with different phases of which um, Craig T. Nelson plays Stephen Freeling and he is a uh, realtor selling houses in this development and the company has provided him with a house. They're all yes. super cookie cutter. And so we get introduced to this uh, setting and the family. He has a wife named Diane, played by Joe Beth Williams. Uh, they have three kids. They have Dana, Robbie, and Carol Ann. In that order, I think that's the order, like yep. descending ages. Yep. Um, and it's just like a, it's like a quirky little slice of life. You know, there's funny things going on. Little kids just like out, outside by himself. He's like, I'm going to climb that fucking tree. And he climbs up it, and Tweety dies, right? And they Tweety. gotta and and, <laughs> and uh, Diane, she's not like, oh no, Tweety, you died. She's like, why couldn't you wait until the school day? You know, just like little little funny things. Yep. Right. 
What did yeah. you think? I don't want to like just like blaze through this. No, no. I was saying I was gonna say I really liked. There's like a lot of subliminal like misdirection in this, yeah. where it's like there's like really sweet, beautiful music and this really nice little countryside. Um, well, actually, we see the we see her talking. Don't, don't we see her talking to the TV first? That's, 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 that's like the first scene, isn't it? It opens up with the American yeah. flag and like the national anthem and stuff. So we see that, and we think she's like, oh, she's being silly or whatever. It could be sci-fi. It could be something. Mm-hmm. And then we get this little, yeah, this little sweet little music and this beautiful little um, uh suburb or whatever and I like how we from far far away we see this person riding a bike and this little the little music's like din, 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 din. you know it's like oh this is a fun little this kid's riding a bike and then we get to him and it's like a middle aged man who's bald and carrying beer you know what I mean right. and it's just like wait what is happening right that's the scene that uh, I was like this is Spielberg because he, he he rides through uh, and yeah you're right you think it's like a kid like he's about to be throwing papers in yards or something and it's like this middle aged man with like a a large case of beer. It was like a 30-pack, um, and he's riding through, and then the, the these kids in the cul-de-sac or whatever start, like, racing him with these little car- RC cars, yeah. and I was like, Spielberg. <laughs> that is, I don't yeah. know. That felt I- extremely Spielberg to me for some yeah. reason. And, th- you know, like, there's just hijinks going on. Like, they, they cross paths and make him, like, crash, and he met- wrecks his beer, and then he comes in, his beer spewing everywhere, and, like... They're watching the game. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but it's funny because, like, I was I was watching this like in depth thing and kind of they were saying that it was intentional to one to see the remote control cars things moving with like by themselves sort of kind of put that in your head and then oh and then like uh the the remotes mm-hmm. that kind of mm-hmm. work um they're saying like oh it's this idea of like this invisible technology, like things that your mind accepts as like, it kind of has, it's not magic obviously, but like, you know, these things that can happen. I thought that was really interesting. Um, But yeah, like it's kind of funny, you know, like they have the little remote off battle. Um, I thought it was great. It sets up, it does not feel like a horror movie. It takes its time besides the intro where, uh, like she's talking to the TV, it, you, it doesn't feel scary at all, you know? Yeah, and even that isn't necessarily scary. at it, Like, at first, to me, it mm. wasn't. Uh, it was just like, something's going on here, you know, something supernatural. Because sometimes you can have, like, supernatural movies that aren't, like, scary. Think about Casper, you know, shit. Yeah, he's, he's I've heard he's very friendly. He's a friendly little ghost. Yeah. Um... But no, yeah, I I uh I think it's really really good. Like I I loved it just it feels super 80s of course, but it it's just wild to me. I guess maybe I hadn't seen this movie in I mean gosh, probably 15 years. But Really. But it's unmistakably got Spielberg's fingerprints all over it. Like just mm-hmm. the whole vibe to me. Like I felt like I'm not even kidding. I was like, the kid from the Fablemans would have made this, and it's true. I mean, that's the truth. But yeah. like, um, but yeah, you've got uh, the oldest daughter who's up late on the phone when she's not supposed to be hiding it under her uh, 
her blankets. Yeah. And she's like sneaking off. Did you notice like at the end? So she like leaves. Well, I mean, we'll get to this part mm-hmm. and talk about why she, but she leaves. And then when she comes back and it's like, I would say like the second little climax, there's two um, moments of climax, I would say in this film. Right. Yeah. And with the second one, she, she, she comes back and she got this big old hickey on her neck. Like it's clear that she's been out like on a date or something. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I don't know. It's just everyone has their own little storyline. Uh, well, uh, like she has that line. I thought it was hilarious because I actually didn't notice the hickey, but I thought it was so funny when at the very, very well. Actually, no. It's it's actually I think it's before that where she's like, your dad wants us to stay at the Holiday Inn, and she's like, I remember, oh, yeah, that, I remember place. that place. And she's like, you what? I thought that was really funny. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it yeah. was really funny. Yeah, but I yeah. thought it was hilarious. Um. Yeah, and it just, like, it's funny to me that, like, the parents aren't oblivious, but they're just like, whatever, like, I know, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, um, yeah, like, it just feels super, like, homey and just kind of fun, and, um, but also then there's the weird hand that comes out of the TV. Yeah, so that happens you know? because there's a, there's a storm, right? And they're counting the thunder, you know, it's getting further and further away. But the kids are scared anyway, so they go and sleep in the in the and it's little scenes like that that I think are like really like charming and funny too. Where yeah. it's like you know, like being a parent where it's like, Oh yeah, we, we took care of this, haha, they're not gonna come sleep in bed with us and then it's like yeah, yeah. cuts to the next scene and yeah. they're all in bed together, right? Yep, yep, yep. And it does like the post broadcast static, you know, like the the national anthem is like last thing before the broadcast ends. Yeah, which well, is it's so funny, funny because I was gonna say because there's uh, there's now there's gonna I'm for sure generations probably multiple because I don't remember that really being a thing for us growing up either. Um, so our generation and then for sure generation uh, Z or whatever Gen Zers and then Haas's generation will grow up. That's gonna be like what that's that was really what it was like. Yeah, at like two thirty or whatever. They stopped broadcasting shows. Yeah. And they played a national anthem. Sometimes I wish, you know, sometimes I feel like we, we, there's too much, too much TV. Content? Too much content? But, but I'm going to go down, like a, down a boomer rabbit hole if we go there. So I won't. Uh, But yeah. But, uh, uh, Carol Ann, who the family thinks is like sleepwalking, they don't realize what's what's actually going on here. Oh right? yes, that is true. There's a whole little exchange about that where he's rolling, he's like rolling blunts, and she's talking about sleepwalking. Right, and she's like, "What if she falls into the bat or the the pool that we're digging? Because they're about to dig yep. a pool in the backyard." Uh, anyways, Carol Ann gets up and starts talking to the TV again, or at least staring at it. I don't know if she talks to it at that time. Then the hand comes out. And it goes like into the wall above the the parents' bed, and then yeah. there's like, pew, 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 pew. and then she says, "They're here." Okay, so Carol Ann scares scares me. <laughs> like she's she's got like a creepy aura, right? Um, yeah, she's 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 got a vibe for sure. Um, you know what's funny? This movie to me, it, it plays on so many things innocently, but in a way that's really effective. Mm-hmm. Because like static, like white noise, and th- I think it's funny that like I have a we have a sound machine. Yeah. And like Holla sleeps in the sound machine, and it's like white noise. 
But like for a while when you're a kid, at least when I saw the movie, I was like, I don't want to listen to white noise. I don't want to see static because it's scary for some reason. You, you know don't I mean? hear the you don't hear the whispers when you got the the white noise machine on. Well, now I'm gonna. Yeah, just but it also but it also plays on this idea of like kids can see, you know, like things. You know what I mean? Yeah, I but they've got I, they've got eyes. You bitch! I hate you. Um. <laughs> I remember I was like babysitting Rowan years ago when she was, she's like 11 now, but when she was like three or four and like she was playing with her like imaginary friends and she'd be like, yeah, they're right. He's like, he's right next to you. And I was like, I don't like this game anymore. <laughs> really? <laughs> Dude. Yeah. It's weird, man. I'm sure Hoss going to be like that. I'm be like, bro, what are you, who are you talking to? What's happening? I remember my uh, nephew Lucas when he was a baby, like four months old, five months old. And all he could do, like, you still had to support his head, and he would just like fucking stare at you, and he'd be he'd be staring at you, and then all he'd, he'd be smiling and having a good time, and then all of a sudden he would like look right behind you and just like get a fear of horror. Yeah, <laughs> dude, Haas has done that. Like Hannah saw me once where she he was like <laughs> talking to her, like looked over her head when he was like talking, and she was like, "What are you? Who are you talking to? That's yeah, weird, yeah, man." Yeah. Like, um, and like dogs, like when the dogs look at the wall. Dude, you remember when we were in my, my 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 parents' basement and Dexter was like barking at the door and we were like, "We yeah. want to go to Target. Let's go to Target." <laughs> yeah, we went to we went to Target. W- were we home alone? Like, were we at your house? Yeah, and it was like just no, us. Nobody was there. It was just down us, in the yeah. basement. Nothing but darkness. Can you hear Athena? Is she <laughs> drinking water again? <laughs> yeah, she thirsty. She thirsty, girl. Um. Anyway. She just yeah. farted, got up, and started <laughs> drinking water. She's living the life, man. Good yeah. for her. Um, but no, I just think it's this is I didn't. I, it's so funny to me that I thought this movie was like a silly, goofy film, but it's really good. She's so loud, man. Tell her to <laughs> stop. Can you still not see me? No, no, oh, I can't see you. That's so funny. Um. Anyway. Uh, well, yeah, so then things start getting, well, like, even, like, the trees, you know, like, it plays on the the fear of, like, oh, shapes and shadows and thunderstorms. I think it's just, it was really clever, like, what this movie plays on and kind of how it, how it creates its tension, I guess, if you will. You know what I mean? It's not just, like, oh, now, like, even when stuff's moving about the house, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. it's, like, really, it's not being, like, this is supposed to be scary because then it becomes like the mom's like, look, we can be playing games with these ghosts versus she's like sliding. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, she was cracking me up. She threw the heaviest shade on her husband when she, when he walked in Yes, and he was like, yes. he was like, what, what is this written on the ground? Like what is, what is going on here? And she like grabbed him and she was like, okay, do you remember when you used to have an open mind? <laughs> yeah. Well, she, she, she says like, remember when we first started dating, and you had some semblance of an like some semblance of an open mind. I was yeah. like, "Damn, like, <laughs> ouch!" Oh um, goodness. But yeah, like I, uh, like that's not even like it's weird. You're like, "Oh man, something's in the house." But then it's like it's kind of like when she's like being funny about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you don't think anything of it. But yeah, then the storm comes. Um, 
And that's not when, wait, that's when, I'm trying to think. So, like, storm comes, she there's says, two sto- There's okay, at least there's two, two storms. storms. There might be storms. three storms. So, the first storm is when she's like, They're here. Correct. And then that, that next night is when the storm comes again. And like it sets up the sets up the clown, you know, like you think the clown is the first night when he throws the okay. blanket over the clown's head. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, it's fine. And I would like to say, oh, dude, this espresso's hitting me. <clears throat> my remembrance of this film, uh, because I've seen it more recently than you have, but it's probably been f- three or four years. And I guess it's just because I don't like clowns. And so when I see the clown, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's going to come into play. I thought that it came into play much sooner than it ends up coming into play. Same. Right? Like, I, th- I thought that it was before the giant, uh, like, spirit uterus situation. Okay. Um, yep. That's the way to put it. Well, I mean, what do you... That's true. That's the note. But we'll I talk about, like, rebirth and stuff. Because, I mean, they come out and they're covered in pink goo. I mean, come on. Yep. But... But, but I, you can go. Sorry, you go. You go. <laughs> I was gonna say I also remember this scene happening differently. Okay. Like, I don't know if I've seen if have you seen the the like remake that was came out like ten years ago. No, <laughs> I haven't I either. Haven't. I haven't either. But maybe I, I'm not sure if this is from that. I'm not sure where it is. But like, there's. I thought it was like he. He hears the it move like it rattles or whatever it, it like rustles, and then he looks back and it's like a little closer each time. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like yeah. in his bed. I thought for sure that's how it happened, but no, no, that happens in a movie. I don't. I can't think of what movie that happens in. Um, but I do remember when the scene happens. He tries to throw the blanket over. This is exactly what yep. happens. Yeah, I'm just going to talk about the scene now. That's tries fine. to throw the blanket over. It doesn't cover his face, and then like he like turns and then turns back and it's gone uh-huh. and it's just, it's just gone. It and then he looks him. in the bed and then, but like there's like little things where like he, he, he comes back up and it's behind him and you see it for a split second, but its face is all like creepy now. And yeah. he's, it's, you see it just long enough to like think you're like, Oh, it's, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like that's really good. Um, practically speaking. Uh, but yeah. Um, then we kind of enter phase two of the movie act two. You know where she gets abducted. He gets mm-hmm. abducted by the tree, and he's which apparently the the tree that they used on set was like covered in fake thorn. Like it's a fake tree. It's like a set prop, but they covered it in thorns to make it look spooky. And it was like actually hurting them as they were like climbing on it and like trying to get him out and stuff. Ouch! Fun. That sounds. Anyway, it almost eats him. Dude, I gotta be honest with you. Um, I feel wired as hell right now. I don't drink caffeine. Yeah, you, <laughs> you had an espresso. I don't drink caffeine, and now I had a Nespresso, which I guess has espresso in it. I don't know. But I feel like I can run through this wall. I'm probably not going to make the rest of this. Just do it. Does that is that the exterior wall? No. I see a window. Is that not an exterior wall? Uh, well, this wall is. The wall in front okay. of me is not. Okay. Okay. I got you. Um, if you ran through the wall in front of you, you'd be running through Hannah's computer desk, right? 
Well, it'd be, it'd be mine right now, but yeah, because hers okay. is in a different room because we they moved everything around. Doesn't matter. I'm just letting you know if I get crazy, that's what's happening. Um, okay. Excuse me. Hey, I your video's burnt. back. I, I was just talking about your window, and I just realized that, <laughs> <laughs> that you're back. That's hilarious. I don't know when you came back, but I see you. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, any whom. Yeah, so then she gets like sucked in, in, into the closet. Um, and I love the scene. I don't love it because it's terrifying, but like they they sell it so well. Like the scene when when they realize that she's missing, dude. Mm-hmm. The like terror, the the, the 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 terror in them is is just palpable, and they're like it feels like their anxiety and their fear is like they're wearing it because they're all covered in mud and they're just like torn to, you know, they're ripped up and they're um, dirty and stuff. And it just feels like that scene, at least for me, I guess, as a parent, I was just like, that is horror. That is the worst nightmare where you don't yeah. know where they, <coughs> where they are. Well, we we were talking about like how act one sort of like plays on like a child's fears of like the dark or this clown in the bedroom or, uh, you know, the tree outside the window or the storm or whatever. But I think what differentiates this from, like, other horror films that do this, because uh, in those other horror films, I feel like the parents, like, go away and then the kids just have to deal with this scary shit, right? But mm-hmm. we see the parents and their fear of, like, oh, shit, maybe we should have listened to our kids. And, like, oh, shit, yeah. where's my daughter? What's going on? You know, trying to figure out what's, what's happening and not wanting to leave and all that kind of stuff. I think yeah. they do a really good job. Um yeah, no, I think it's really, really good, and it, it's there's like there's there's an inherent like empathy that people have. I I I think most people have when they see kids like children are in danger or whatever, and so like a giant tree reaching through the window and pulling a kid out can sound silly, but when you see like the kid's fear, you're like, oh my god, this is he's helpless. Like somebody help him. You know what I mean? Their their neighbors don't have any empathy. Zero. Ben. Ben sucks. Ben does suck. And Ben's he's son like, is an idiot. <laughs> I don't remember what they ask him, but he like goes over there to they go over there to ask him if they've had any strange disturbances and they're like, yeah. You ever been bit by a mosquito son? And his son looks at him and goes, I don't know. And it's like, how do you not know if you've been bit by a mosquito? Dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> I do love that scene actually, because are they high? Um, so I read an interview about this and when they were performing the scene, their read of it was that it was just such a a, a ridiculous request that they were and the, and they were so like startled by what was going on in their home that they were just kind of in hysterics. But they said it makes total sense to read that they're high, and it would make sense within the t- context of the film that they smoked a bowl before going over to ask to like soothe their anxiety. So yeah. maybe <laughs> I uh, I thought about that it. <laughs> Whatever it was, I thought it came out. I thought it was really funny. Yeah, um, it was. Uh, but anyway, so we get, we, h- how long, do we know how long she's gone for? Because uh, we, no. we cut at to least them. A, at like, least a, a few nights because yeah. it takes the, uh, the parapsychologist a while to get there, presumably, yeah. right with her crew. Um, and then there's multiple nights that they're just like hanging out in the house trying to f- fix things. Yeah. So, 
but like the the dad is like depressed. I mean, everyone you know is like it's you see like a drastic change in everybody. Um, it's been a couple of weeks, I think, because his uh, boss comes and he's like, "You've been out of work for a few weeks, and yeah. we're getting worried about you. You've got you've had the flu, blah 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 blah." Yeah. And that's when they have the conversation. And this is where we can talk about the next Mandela effect thing, where um, yes. So he's he's essentially saying you're our best salesman. You sold like forty two percent of the houses here. You know we can't lose you. He's thinking that this guy's just quiet quitting. Yeah. Back in the eighties, before it was termed, he's he's just like quiet quitting and like he's found a new opportunity or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's trying to keep him, and he's talking about you know, and he brings him up on this hill, and he's like, "This could be your view. This could be your backyard. You could have a little fucking barbecue pit, whatever you want, buddy." <laughs> And he's like, oh, cool. What it's about the... It's the 80s, man. Things are good. Yeah. Cool. What about the cemetery that's right there? And he's like, oh, we'll move it, just like we moved the other one. And then he's like, uh, what, what'd you say? He's like, yeah, we moved a cemetery. It's not like it, we built it on an Indian burial ground, which, uh, <clears throat> Hunter, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I thought they did... I thought... One of like the main premise of this movie was that they did build it on an Indian burial ground, and I did some research online, and a lot of people are under that assumption. So why why do you think that is? I don't know. I'm trying to think because, uh, I I would have bet money on it. I thought for sure this was like yeah they built it on an Indian burial ground. That's what happened. But do you know what I think it was? It's gonna be ridiculous. Okay. This is all I can think of. Because I saw this movie so long ago that I'm not surprised that maybe I was incorrect or it was influenced by something else. But Family Guy did a spoof. No, I don't. I, I reject this. I know. I know what you're talking about. They did a spoof of this episode, and they have like an Indian skull or something like that. I reject. That, I reject that's, that. that's all I can think of. But I don't I know think because it's, I it's thought the for fact sure. That I think it's the fact that building something on an Indian burial ground and it becoming haunted uh, was like a, a trope in 80s horror films. So like Pet Cemetery, yeah, has an Indian burial ground. That's the only example I can think of off the top of my head. There's others, I promise. But like it's a it's a trope in the, in the 80s with the horror films. Have you ever seen one before? Um. Well, I. No. Well, what about up in Helen? You know, you, you when you're driving in Helen and you drive by that that big mound, is that a burial mound? I think mound? so. If, if that's the one that, if you're thinking of what I'm thinking of, there's one in North Georgia, yeah, that has like a yeah. little thing, has like a little thing on top of it. Like it's, it almost looks like, like a gazebo, but it's not. But it's like a... I think they got rid of the gazebo, but yes, so that's exactly like where I'm talking about. That's like right up by Helen. Yeah. On the way to Cabin 49. Cabin 49, there you go. If you if you know you know, if you know you but know. Yeah, I think it's funny because like, it's just like the Berenstains or or Berenstein or Bernstein whatever bears where it's like, I was like you where I was like, oh yeah, of course this is yeah this has the Indian burial ground, but it doesn't. Well, it's funny it that you say says it doesn't. It's funny that you say Berenstein because it's it actually Berenstain, and that's that's the effect, right? Is that it's actually Berenstain bears. Stein, we all think whatever. it's A-I-N instead of E-I-N, and we all think it's E-I-N. Is it really? I thought it was Bernstein or Berenstein. 
Berenstain. Google it right now. Do it. Berenstain Bears. Wow. And it always has been, and it always will be. But we all think, collectively, you, me, Nelson Mandela, we <laughs> all think that it's Berenstain. That's funny. But no, yeah, I was like, it's funny to me because it explicitly says, oh, it's not an Indian burial ground. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, then we get the paranormal team comes in, and I really loved this whole sequence where they're investigating it, and the guy's like, I once, I once saw like a, a car move seven feet across across the floor. It took seven hours. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. that's nuts, man. And then they get to this house, and they're like, oh, they open the door, and it's just like, what the hell? What's funny is I remember this sequence where they're talking about, you know, what they're looking for and blah, 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 blah. Uh, as a child, I thought it was boring as shit. Like, I didn't care about it. I didn't. I guess I didn't understand, like, what they were talking about, and I didn't think it was, like, funny or anything. As an adult, this was really interesting. Like, it really oh, yeah. was, right? Super good. Yeah, yeah, um, but, uh But, yeah, just, like, all the stuff where, like, even they're sitting down talking at the table, and they're just like... Uh, well, you know, it's, it's not quite as easy to determine if your house is haunted and, like, the things just start moving and she's just sort of like, uh... <laughs> right. Um, I thought it was really good. And that's what she even says, like, you could have a haunting or you have a poltergeist. And that's like, that's the title, bro. That's the title of the movie, shit. It's the title of the movie, oh my god. And what's the difference between a haunting and a poltergeist, Hunter? A haunting has to do with, uh, is it the location... Mm-hmm. A place. And a poltergeist has to do with the people. Right? And a haunting can last forever, or at least like a really long time, whereas a poltergeist usually, uh, uh, the spooky shit stops happening after a little while. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention that they can communicate with Carol Ann. Right, through the TV. Oh, man. When when her brother, uh, Robbie, Robbie, right? Oh, yeah, he, I know what you're about to say. He was just like screaming, like, man, man, and it, it annoyed me. Is that what you thought I was going to say? No, that actually wasn't what I thought you were going to say. But that actually, I'm glad you say it because that is annoying. For some reason okay. in the movie, in the movie, I'm like, dude, you got to speak words, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah, yeah. I'm just like. And I get it, like, he's, he's in hysterics, but I'm just like, I'd be like, what? <laughs> what, Robbie? What do you trust? Slaps. <laughs> say it. Um, but I was going to say, there's that scene where he's talking about, like, he's like, if I if I die, can I oh, go yeah. see Carol Ann? I was like, oh, right. dude. That's and can I show her where to, or like, if you, tied me to yeah. a, if you tied me to a rope, could I go and get her and then bring her back and show her the and way I was, back? I was like, yes, actually, you can. That's what happens. You can, yeah. <laughs> but that seems great, you know, like, because it kind of brings back full circle where, like, when Tweety dies and sh- they're having, she's having to talk to mm-hmm. Caroline, be like, oh, you know, Tweety, you know, has to go, you know, and she's like, here's a blanket for nighttime and. Did you hear a ghost? I heard something, but I have neighbors, so I, I don't think it's a ghost. I just mm. sometimes I'll just hear something banging into the wall. Uh, but then it comes back to where like the paranormal <laughs> lady is. Did something scare you? No. What? No. Oh. Uh, where she's talking about you know like 
she has this nice conversation about after death and everything, and it's really touching. It's really, really nice. And actually, the way that she explains it is very uh, much easier to understand. Um, but then they set up all the cameras and stuff, and then we get to see, we see all the ghosts, right, don't we? We see all this, that big we event happens. A, we see a bunch of, like, Raiden-looking motherfuckers just, like, walking yeah. in a line. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then this is when they, oh, well, we get to the, like, really practical, because I, I know we're already going long. It's already almost an hour, but we get to the dude, he, like, tears his face off. Yo, that scene, well, first, he's he's like, I'm going to go get something to eat. And so he goes to the kitchen, which is one of the locations of the uh, paranormal activity. And Mm -hmm. he didn't know that, but, or maybe he did. Maybe it was his job to know that. Anyways, he goes in there and he grabs like a piece of chicken and a steak. Steak's got maggots, the chicken's got maggots. And then he goes in the bathroom to like throw up, tears his face off. It's fucking lit. And that's the thing too, is like the effects in this movie it it's it, this is a really good actually follow up to dracula because of the practical effects and stuff and like mm-hmm. there's just i get you know i get that there's probably a generation of people who would be like oh this looks like shit and it's just like you don't know man like this is groundbreaking stuff and it's really especially that kind of in camera stuff yeah is just super good man it's super super effective um and he bails. That guy doesn't come back. Correct. He He's leaves. Like, I'm done. <laughs> well, um, imagine if you were eating a steak and it was maggoty. I wouldn't want to go back to those people's house. Like, get some fresh meat. Yeah. Not. It's not the fact that he tore his face off in the mirror. No. No. That's like a normal everyday occurrence. Um, and then they bring in. What's her name? The medium. Um. Tangina Barons, yeah, played by Zelda Rubenstein. Um, yeah, she's great, man. She is great in this in this movie. Uh, so committed to like who her character is. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the scene where the dad is like, thinks she's full of shit, you know. So he's and he's trying like, to talk trying to her with to, his mind, yeah, and. It's unclear if she actually can read his mind or if she just heard him whispering very loudly, but her response right where he's like, What does he say? Something like like I thought she was some acclaimed medium and she's like, I am. I just don't like trick answers and he's just like mm-hmm. I thought that was you know, it's great. Um but there's one thing that I want to talk about that I thought was brilliant, not only content wise and like what it's doing, but like framing and filmmaking, you know. And it's the scene where they're like in the hallway and she's trying to talk to Carol Ann and she's like, she's being restrained and they're all trying to talk. And the way it's framed is like, they're all in frame. You know what I mean? Like they're looking down the hallway, they're all in frame and they each kind of have to come forward and kind of say their, their piece and they're talking and it's emotional, but they all stay in frame. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, yeah. such a good shot. It's like one long take. It's such a good shot, um, and it gets super emotional to where he, you know, she's like, "Who is she most afraid of?" Not like in like a scary, way, but like, is it the mom or dad? And they're like having to admit that and be like, "Well, he's a disciplinary person," and like they, I don't know. And she's like, the mom's calling out, 
like go to the light and she's like, I hate you for this. It's just really good. It's such a good scene. I thought it was really, really mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to point scene. that out. I thought I'd point that out. I just thought it was really great. Really great. Thank, thank you for pointing that out. And it reminds me to talk about... Um, so they have to go in and get Carol Ann because otherwise she's just going to die if she goes to the light. So it's determined that, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but it's determined that Carol Ann is surrounded by a bunch of like ghosts that don't really have like terrible intentions, but she's also in the presence of the devil. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess. But there's a lot of ghosts who are like lost, who don't even know that they're dead. Correct. Right. And. And then need, the devil. Yeah, need help getting to the light to cross over. And then, yes, the devil, or like a demon, essentially. They say the beast. Yeah, well, that, that is true. And they're drawn to the fact that she is living, you know, that she is life up force. and living. Um, and, yeah, I just, I also think that scene where they go into the room and the, and the closet is like, there's the strobe, light, the crazy lights are going on. Like, that's in camera. Like, you can tell all of that is, like, practical yeah. effects. That's so badass. Like, I think it's super awesome. Um, but, yeah, then they the mom goes in and they get her out. And you, you, you wanted to mention rebirth, right? Because they're birthed. Well, they're literally, like, what's the, what's the method of at-home birth where you do it in a bathtub? I don't know. But you I know, you what know what I'm talking about? about? Yeah, there's a there's a term for it. They do that because they come out. They're covered in pink goo, like and you need to they have put a or whatever. What? Isn't that what like the person who helps you? Oh, I don't know. At I've never had a baby. Birth. Oh, a midwife. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that it's just called a better. home birth. I think it's just called a home birth. Okay, and then they put them in the bathtub, and they're like, like, uh, saying like, breathe, breathe, you know. And it's like it's literally like they're reborn, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, the mom's looking like Sindel. Yeah, I was about to say, she comes out with like a gray streak in her hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all too good to be true. So that's like, you think that's the end of the movie. Like, you're like, oh, okay. Like she and says, this house is clean. I, I, always think of, right. uh, I always think of Ace Ventura. Have you seen that that little spoof that he does? You're right, he does. I was yeah. like, what happens in Ace Ventura? This house, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he says clear but yeah this house right. is clear um yeah they're like packing up moving which good for them things like getting the heck out of here but then another storm comes i think right another storm comes yeah and uh steven is gone he's doing something he has like to go making to the arrangements yeah oh yeah he has to go to the office pick some things up and he comes back with his boss in the car, which I don't, I don't know. I guess just so his hot boss could have horror on his face, right? But so, so Diane and the kids, well, two of the kids, are at home, and Diane takes a bath and uh, gets out of the bath, and she's on the bed in her undies, and uh, the clown, the clown scene happens. Oh shit! Clown scene happens, and then you're like, wait a second. I thought things were. I thought I thought this house was clean. Right. And they're like, nope. It's obviously not clean. But keep in mind that like when, when they were doing the extraction, if you will, uh, Stephen like prematurely pulled on the rope, right? And she was like, No, it's too soon, it's too soon. So I was I was in, I was confused why she said the house was clean. Like I thought something had gone wrong. Yeah. Turns out 
something happened. I was, I was correct. And you yes. were too, Hunter, because I know you had the same assumption when you the were watching The same assumption. It. Same assumption. Um, but yeah, the, the clown... What? The cl- oh, yeah, sorry. So the, 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 the clown scene happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, is, hold on. Is this... I think it, it escalates, like, pretty quickly. Right, so the clown stab it, it does. He's he's getting like he's choked being under the choked, bed. and and, then, and it, it, Diane hears it. Yes, and gets thrown up against the wall. And I want to talk about the turning room. Like the, oh yes, that is an that's awesome that's a really scene. cool. That mm-hmm. is super super cool. You um, want to talk about it? So talk about it. No, you talk about it. I want to hear you talk about it because you well, love practical. Do you know what they did? I mean, they literally I built a revolving set. Is that is it like the is it like the hallway at Inception where like the whole set's rotating? Correct. So the yeah. entire set is rotating. The cameraman is like, uh, like locked into place, I guess. So he's yeah. he's actually like upside down for a lot of it, you know. And they're rotating the room. The difference between this and like the Inception scene is that in Inception, uh, Jogolev. Yeah. I think that that's like stationary camera, right? And it's like a we're just watching it spin. Sure, but but yeah. just the fact that it's rotating and we're watching Jogo Lev like fly around the room. Jogo Lev is wearing like a suit, so he can have like padding in his suit. Mm. She's in her underwear, so she's just like being battered by the walls. Yeah, as they're like rotating, and she actually they did like fifty takes, and she was like bleeding all over the place. Maybe not all over the place, but she was bleeding. And uh, Steven Spielberg, who was on set, said. Uh, it won't show on camera. It's okay. And she was like, oh, good. I'm glad it won't show on camera. She was telling him because she was bleeding, not because she was afraid it would show on camera. Anyways. Ruthless, ruthless. But no, that's, yeah, that's a super, that scene is is phenomenal because I'm trying to think. It looks, does it look like the, the room is spinning or it just looks like she's just being tossed around? It looks like she's levitating yeah. up the wall and then levitating across the ceiling. Because it's the camera is stationary, so you can't yeah. tell that the room's turning. Yeah, that's so. The cool, camera man. is is like, is is on the floor, just like. Man, that makes me sad. That makes me sad because I just thought of the phrase "movie magic," and that like that's movie magic. Yeah, and for sure. N- now it's like. Green screen. I saw a picture the other day, and I mentioned this in my shindig about Marvel and their TV shows. But I saw a picture, of. Nick Fury, I think it was from Secret Invasion. I haven't watched it. But he's sitting in an office. Okay, he's sitting in an office holding a pistol. And then it showed the behind the scenes. And it's a damn green screen. <laughs> he's, he's sitting in a chair in front of yeah. a green screen. And his gun is, a, is like a mock-up with like little dots on it. So they Great. see they they CG'd the rest of the gun, and I was like, guys, that is absolutely insane. Yeah. And then meanwhile, I mean, you have this movie where they rotated an entire set. Well, think but about how expensive it is to CG just like a picture of him in the office versus like just putting him in an office. Yeah, it's insane, man. Like in this, between Dracula and this, and then we're, we're gonna do we haven't announced it, but after Flower Moon, we're gonna do The Shining. Like just the pre it's just so there's nothing magic about a green screen to me anymore. It's like that's just digital, but like to rotate this set 
but film it in a way that looks like to our eyes this the it's still mm-hmm. it's brilliant it's brilliant that's brilliant that's badass man that's so cool yes you know it's extremely badass it's a, it's um, a really cool really cool scene I remember doing my short film this is a little mini tangent where I have this scene where at the very end uh it's about depression and this guy's at a party and it's meant to show isolation so like we see this party right it's this long one like one take shot where we see this party we see him in the corner when we pass all these people but then we see him and we turn around and when we turn around the room's empty yeah and then we, and, and then we come back to him and he's still sitting there and it just worked out that like the lay, the layout of the house was that everybody could kind of like hide and I thought that was the coolest shot of like ever. And I was well, like, I remember, this is so cool. I remember you just dis- discussing like the logistics of while they're turning, everyone has to like hide and like get in their yeah. little spot. And like you yeah. were like so fucking psyched about it. And it, it yeah. yeah, it was awesome. And it's one of those that like it didn't, I didn't even plan it, but because we were on set and we, could, and we had a set and I saw yeah. the out of the house, I was like, oh, we should try this. But if you ever want to get blown away, right. like you're go not gonna you're not gonna do that with CGI, right? Yeah, you're, like, not, you're not gonna have those organic moments yes. of like, oh shit, let's try this because we have exactly. this in front of us. Yeah, sorry, continue. No, no, that's fine. But like, go on YouTube and watch. There's like a breakdown. There's a really famous episode of Haunting of Hill House. Oh yeah, where like almost I think like eighty like, percent. It's like one take the whole fucking episode. Yeah, or it feels like, like it at least. It's like eighty percent of the of the episode is like one take. And what's crazy is that it goes between different timelines and places. And so they built this crazy set and just go watch how that was shot. And like people are running around. It's crazy. And it's just like, ugh. Now I really want to watch Haunting of Hill House. At least now I have a a, a, a puppy to cuddle with me. The first time I watched it, I just watched it like alone. That shit scared the shit out of me. That is a great (laughs) show. That is a phenomenal show. Oh, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's um, beautiful because it, it it has catharsis. Like I don't know. Anyways, let's yeah. come back to this because we're 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 running a little long. But there's there's a couple more things I want to talk about because yes, the whole fucking house gets cr- crumbled up into l- little like paper ball, and well, then yeah. But then so he comes back with his boss, and you know the mom is trying to get to her kids, and mm-hmm. she gets like thrown out into the pool or whatever, and then like bodies start popping up, and then full on caskets start cop- start popping up, and you're like oh cemetery and so the dad gets back and shit's going crazy and he sees his boss who again is there for some reason but then he grabs him and he's like you didn't move the bodies did you you didn't move the bodies and so that's like yeah oh these are this is real this is like the bodies are just like floating up which right you have you heard the story of like lake lanier so we live in georgia right we live in the atlanta area yeah there's no there's there's no natural lakes in the state of georgia fun fact not a one. And the biggest one, biggest lake in Georgia is Lake Lanier. So they're all man-made. They flooded a town. Right. There's still and buildings under there. If you go at the bottom of Lake Lanier, yeah, there's buildings, there's houses. There has been known to have a body float up from time to time. That's yeah. happened. We're like caskets that didn't get moved have floated up in Lake Lanier. So I was like, that can happen. That's real. Sure. Yeah. Especially if you're digging up for a swimming pool or whatever, like, that's crazy. But yeah, then the whole house gets, like, sucked into Crumbled a black up. hole. Yeah. Can I, can I tell you about uh, something interesting from the production of the Please. film? Please. 
I don't know why I worded that weirdly. But uh, so <clears throat> uh, Jo Beth Williams, when she was filming that scene, uh, so the mud that they used, it was peat. Do you know what peat is? type of mud. Anyways, after a while it starts <laughs> to smell like shit. So it's just like it's stinky. So she was she's in this like pool of mud with these like skeletons and stuff and it just smells awful and she she just remembers it being like terrifying and like, you know, not being not having a fun time. Anyways, fast forward like a year and she was she like maybe she was working on another project or something and it was one of the like practical effects like stage hands, right? And she was like, mm-hmm. "How do y'all make those skeletons look so real?" And he was like, those were corpses. Those were real bodies. Um, so those were real bodies. Those were those were yeah. actual like skeletons in the in the in the mud pool with her. That's horrifying. Which is crazy when you think about like the 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 take home message of the film, <laughs> which is like don't build, like don't desecrate the dead essentially. Yeah, and they did. Um, and then they used like actual corpses. For the movie, well, that's like know, Apocalypse Now, where they tried to use actual dead bodies. Right, right. Um, I guess they this one succeeded. Um, but yeah, dude, that's it's a great like. It's great. It's great. It's a really great ending. And again, for some reason, it felt so silly when I first like I in my in my memory, but it's actually super good. Mm-hmm. But it still stays. It still knows its humor. Like the very last shot of the scene, I thought it was really funny. Where they're all just like, you know, they're all exhausted and beaten and battered, and they go to this hotel, and they go in, you know, and then the first th- the the last thing you see is he wheels out the TV, and it's just a nice yeah. little kicker, you know. Like it's just fun and it knows what it is. I thought it's phenomenal. Is there anything else you want to talk about? You said that it was phenomenal. No, that was the the main thing I wanted to talk about was the fact that it was real bodies. I mean, we can mention, uh, you know, there's there there are a few films in Hollywood that are considered to be like haunted because people yeah, who cursed. have worked on them have had uh, untimely deaths. So Dominique Dunn, who played mm-hmm. Dana, the the oldest daughter, yep. just like a few months after the release of the film, she was killed by her ex boyfriend. Yep, and then. Uh, uh, Heather O'Rourke, who played Carol Ann, who, by the way, took home the goldfish, like from the movie set. She really? she kept it as a pet. Uh, this was years later. She had filmed uh, both Poltergeist two and Poltergeist three, mm-hmm. but she passed away from like a rare birth defect that they didn't catch. So I don't know if it's like a curse thing. It's not like. Uh, other cursed movie things that that we've talked about, I think. Yeah. No, but, no, that's you know. I. Yeah, that's. Um, there's stuff like I was. Isn't like the the what's it the movie The Crow was one. Yeah. Was well, like we talked about that on on this podcast. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I actually saw. I didn't watch it, but I saw a video earlier today about like why it was cursed, and I meant to watch it, but I didn't have time. Um, mm-hmm. It adds to the mystique, I guess, of the, of of the film. But uh, Zach, we've reached that point. Um, yeah. So let me ask you a question, Hunter, if, please, if I may. Please do. You may. <coughs> so, but don't sew your butt. But <laughs> is Poltergeist good? 
it is phenomenal. It is far. If you haven't seen this movie in years, watch it because it is so much better than you remember. Um, dare I say it might be a golden oldie? Maybe uh, it might. It might be. I think you're. Yeah. I mean, it has to be. I mean, fuck. Yeah. This is Poltergeist. Yeah, this yeah. is a golden oldie. I know oh, we've been throwing a lot of golden oldies out there. We have. We're gonna have. And a we're big probably gonna be throwing more in the next. Two weeks, in, yeah. In a couple of weeks, we're going to throw another one, but but this has to be. I mean, it, it yeah. yeah. This is a good one. Um, well, there you oh, Why did I just do that? I just closed my browser. Uh, well, there you go, Zach. That's the Poltergeist, but now it's time for Every Movie Sucks. Poltergeist, Letterboxd. Every movie sucks. Every movie sucks. <laughs> Sorry, I closed out my um, browser. Every movie sucks. That's okay. Let me pull it up. Every I had it pulled up. I always pull up Letterboxd, but don't, I don't go to the lowest reviews. So mm-hmm. it's like it takes me two loading screens to get to where I need to get to. Okay. Uh, so Michelle Michelle Rob Wills says, "I think this is the worst movie I've ever seen. Call me out if you've ever if you ever see me write this <laughs> on another review." Okay. That's okay. funny. So you need to go see if they've written that on another review. I'm looking. You are going to do like four reviews, and I give you permission to do so because I'm looking. Okay. Uh, Tima says, Crin, I'm, I'm going to try and count it correctly. Half star. Cringe, 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 cringe. Oh, wait, actually, they misspelled one. So it says, cringe, 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 cringe. That's the entire review. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to find another one. Michelle's um, only reviewed like four movies, by the way. So oh, mm. this is okay. I'll do this with Will Holton. Then, then you can do two half star. This movie is horrendous dog shit, and I'm not sorry. the The other movies that she's reviewed are all like animal themed. So there was a 2018 movie called Possum. Ooh, that looks weird. Uh there was a 1975 film called Hedgehog in the Fog. <laughs> huh. Anyways. What, what, what was her review of it? Uh, just think what it would be like to be a hedgehog. Then the stories we tell the boys after. Crazy. Wait, what? <laughs> now I'm curious. Can we do Hedgehog in the Fog? Sure, I'd love to. One day. Um, Looks like an animated film. Uh, let me see here. Half star. This is Mick, Mick employee. This movie sucks so bad. Damn. Wait. This movie sucks so damn much. How the hell do you get any enjoyment out of this? Mm. Mm. Cobra Verde says, what a god awful sentimental movie. Replete with typical Spielbergian bombastic musical cues telling you how to feel. You just use big words and think you know things and you don't. Yeah. Um I've got one more. Or they if, gave if Fight Club one star. Those come on. bitches. Uh here we go. This is Joe jo- Joey Joe Joby. The tone of this movie was not what I expected. Also, that part where those adult construction workers cat call the teenage daughter and the mom last it off. That was pretty neat. I'm so sorry, but this movie can eat my ass. <laughs> Damn. Okay, Damn. I'm done. You can, you can do one more. 
Let's see here. Ba, 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 ba. Horrible. Why is this a cult classic? Says Zara. Well, Zara, you don't have to like it. Every movie sucks. Zach, it's time for like shindigs. It. It's time for shindigs. And we'll be quick because we've gone way over this time. But hey, I've got some news of the week. Do you care? You want to know? I do care. Amazing. So here's the big news. Did I already say this? No. The big news is that uh, Variety has reported that Zack Snyder's Justice League cast, they're officially all being recast. So Jason Momoa and Ezra Miller are not going to be returning as the Flash and Aquaman. They're all being recast, which I think is the best move. But, yeah. But Momoa is apparently in talks to play a new character in the DCU, which everybody kind of knows is going to be Lobo. Um, but also I found out that apparently, in, because he hates Amber Heard, I guess, he testified against her. Apparently he would uh, he would get to set for Aquaman two drunk and dressed like Johnny Depp, which I thought was hilarious. So that's a thing. Um, okay. Marvel is apparently resetting their approach to television shows, which I think is a good thing because their TV shows I don't care about them. Nobody does. Apparently they're bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they are completely rewriting and redoing. They're doing a Daredevil show. They're restarting that and. They're gonna apparently none of these shows had pilots. They just signed millions of dollars over to them, so they're gonna reapproach everything. Uh, we got our first trailer for Zac Efron and Jeremy Allen White's uh, movie about the Vaughn something family. I can't remember wrestling family, the Iron Claw. Uh, we get Willy Wonka Wonka character posters. That's happening. Emma Stone and Nathan Fielder star in the new trailer for Showtime's The Curse. Uh, the MonsterVerse show Monarch Legacy of Monsters is certified fresh at 90%. Apparently it's good. And then, then the big news, which is bittersweet, is that Sir Michael Kine is retiring from acting. Yep. Um, he has a new film coming out called The Great Escaper, which apparently is very good. He plays the lead. Uh, but he is going to be focusing on writing novels. Cool. Also, I saw this today, but the Actors Guild and the studio's negotiations have falling apart again so that's still going on so the a- the writers are back the actors are not actors are not there you go zach are you doing one last brave minute or are you just gonna let it die we can do a brave minute i guess this is a safe space for any braves fan who's feeling some type of way after another disappointing exit from the postseason after a historic season. So the reason it's so upsetting to me, I think, and Hunter, tell me if you feel this way as well. I don't think I would be as upset if we were like a 85 win team, 95 win team. Uh, the fact that our offense was so prolific throughout the entire season, like literally set records regarded as possibly one of the best Braves teams of all time, contending with some of the, like, uh, 90s teams that were just, like, so phenomenal, right? They, um, they, they, their offense was uh, close to, if not on par with the 1927 Yankees, which is considered the greatest baseball team of the all greatest, time. The greatest, yeah, the greatest team of all time, right? Yep. Um, but keep in mind that this is the Braves, and all those teams, those Braves teams in the 90s, only one of them went the distance, even though, you know, three they were of them, so... Three, three of them went. Only one of them won. Went the distance, yeah, finished the race. 
Yeah. Those but other I'm, two I, I don't know if you knew that, didn't but they, finish like, the race. Well, they but they got to the World Series. Sure. But then, but then like, I think in the two and the twins that they lost, well, one went seven games, but then another one or two by the Yankees, they got, like, their ass kicked. But continue. Yeah. But the fact that we were so prolific on offense specifically, like, it'd be one thing if, if like, we scored 20, 28 fucking runs and still lost because our pitching wasn't there. Like, that'd be, that'd be a pill that we could swallow as well. But we scored, what, like, seven runs the entire Eight series? Runs. Eight runs. Eight, Eight runs, runs in four games. That's wild for, for the Braves. Um, and for it to happen two years in a row uh, with with the same opponent, a divisional rival, the, the, the Phillies, who I have grown to absolutely loathe, and who during the season you were like, they're our rival, they're our rival. And I was like, no, we're, no, they're not. We're destroying them, you know? They're our rival, Hunter. You're right. Yeah, I wish you hadn't put it out into the universe. I saw a thing um, that said that they're the new the Braves Phillies is is the new best rivalry in baseball. It's a pretty good rivalry. It really is because one team dominates the regular season and the other team dominates the postseason. Apparently, yeah. I mean that's the way it goes. But it makes me and I love the Braves. You know I do, and you know I'm going to support them for 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 until the end of time, mm-hmm. which could be in like ten years. We don't know, but uh, it makes me question like. Like we have a great core locked up for like eight years, but if they're if they all like, if we can't push through, is that the core that we well, want? Dude, you know what I mean? You know like it funny? raises questions. No, no. Listen, listen. When did you start liking baseball? It will be quick. Two thousand like an hour and a half. Two thousand eighteen. <laughs> okay, so I grew up with the fourteen straight NL East division titles. Do you know how many yeah. s- how many playoff series they won in those years? Not many. It's, none. But it's yeah, that's well, not, insane. No, actually, not none. That's not true. But they, from like two thousand and two to like twenty twenty, they did not win a single postseason series. So this is yeah. not new. They are kind of known for this, unfortunately. I know it's not new, but it's a new era of the Braves. You know, it was supposed Bobby to Cox be, yes. has yes. Bobby Cox has retired. Snit comes in. We've got Alex Anthopoulos, and we've quickly, I would say, relatively quickly compared to you know the the Braves of old, built a team that is set up for success for like six to eight years, like legitimately. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and so to have that. Like that length of consistency and for this to be happening makes me think, is this the core we want for six to eight years? I love all the guys. Well, what's, but funny, is this is that, what's funny is that the past two years are the, are the first two years are where we've kind of reverted back to this, the Braves of old of like we dominate the season and then we fall apart. Because think about yeah. it from like 19, 20, 21, 19 and 20, they got to the, to the NLCS, right? Correct, and it was the fabled yeah, Dodgers. Yeah, how, how are we going backwards? And then twenty twenty one, won the whole thing. So I don't know. How are anyway. we moving backwards? It's 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 disappointing. It's frustrating. Yeah. So what are you going to do during the off season during your Braves minute? What's your shindig? We'll we'll talk about the Hawks season starting like next week, so we yeah, can do we'll Hawks do, minute. We'll just do the Atlanta sports minute. Atlanta sports minute. That's right. There you go. Well, Zach. I must say one last time until spring. Uh, that was brave, very brave of you. It's the bravest thing I'll do this entire winter. 
Mm. Fall okay. slash winter. Uh, time for whiskey shots? Yeah, because I want the whiskey shits tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, so are we going to drink a lot? Is that what's happening? I'm going to do a small shot because I keep pouring myself a big shot, and I don't know why. Small shot. That's too much. Oh, well. Zach's dancing on camera. You know that when I when you do this and I talk about what you're doing, I leave it in. So you're just dancing. You're just gonna. Are you just drinking straight from the bottle? <laughs> I'm not gonna describe what you're doing. <laughs> I'm back. All right. You ready? To whiskey. Bottoms up. To whiskey. <laughs> Shit. Okay, where can they find <coughs> us, Hunter? You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Bud is a Good Podcast. Find us on X at BIIG Podcast. You can email us at BIIG Podcast at gmail.com at Bud is a Good Podcast at gmail.com. Or but is it good at gmail.com. And you can follow me, if you want to, everywhere, at Hunter Callahan Music. Follow Zach on Instagram. And Zach with an H to the number, the T-H-A, future.31. And next week, we're going to do Killers of the Flower Moon. And then we will revert back to spooky season. And we're going to do The Shining to end the month. That's all I got. I really have to pee, so I'm going to hang up. Yeah, let's go pee. Bye. Bye, everybody. But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah.